started a long time ago. It started through my celebrity TV show, The Basha Show. I quickly realized that my purpose was so much more than simply interviewing celebrities. I've always wanted to build a global network to elevate women, but I was afraid. So one day, I realized that I already had the platform and I just needed to be my authentic, vulnerable self. So I decided to call up some queens from around the world and they all agreed to pull up. That was the moment we launched the Ask Basha video podcast and we're just getting started. We're going to change this game. We're going to teach women how to treat each other and how to treat themselves right. You feel me? Hey guys, it's your girl Basha. Welcome to the Arts Basha video podcast. If you're watching this, you know what's up. It's Tuesday and today the topic is how to get unstuck in your life. And if you need further clarification, what this means is if you find yourself in a job that you hate, a marriage you want to get out of, relationships that you are now that not that are not enriching you, um, well, maybe this topic is for you. You feel me? And here to break it down with, with me are some of my queens from around the world, because I can't do it alone. I need backup. So in the center, all the way from Tanzania, but residing currently in Tampa, Florida, is Maua Moshe Alain. To the right, we have the number one therapist in Georgia. It's Dawn Townsend. And to the bottom left, I will call her the number one dentist in North Carolina. <laughs> and that's Gabrielle Williams. And the number one pain specialist in all of the state of New Jersey. Yes, I carried on today. Is Dr. Sidel Ross. And my girl is back. The number one risk executive and fashionista and fitness freak. <laughs> My girl Alana Avis is in the building. Ladies, welcome. Hi. Hello. Thank you. I have to say, what well, I, I stopped there. I was like, we have no freshmen anymore. Welcome <laughs> back. It's so great to have you. I was looking forward to talking to you, Queens, all day. All right. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, let's go. So, you know, I have to break it down to you all because my Queens just don't pull up. I didn't pull them from the side of the road. They're very, very decorated and educated, okay? So we have Dr. Sadal Ross. Let me give you a bit on the screen. She's a Trinidadian American. And Dr. Ross is an anesthesiologist and pain specialist. She's a triple board certified doctor and currently practices palliative medicine in New Jersey. She's also a classically trained vocalist who uses music to care for patients living with life-threatening illnesses. Dr. Ross's podcast, Prescription and Song, is dedicated to promoting awareness of the healing potential of music and is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also say welcome back to Dr. Gabri Gabrielle V. Williams. Dr. Williams graduated from Hampton University in Hampton, I'm sorry, we had a, a little distraction, Virginia, in 2001 with a BS in Mocular Biology. She later graduated from UNC Chapel Hill School of Dentistry in 2005 with a DDS. Currently, she runs her own practice, 
Piedmont Dentistry Smiles, the same one I tell you is the number one in Charlotte, <laughs> located in, in the university area of Charlotte, North Carolina, which was established in 2011. Dr. Williams is a member of the A.A. Williams Study Club and the Old North State Dental Society. She's married to Elijah Beatty, Beatty got it, and they have a four-year-old daughter, Elle, in her free time, she enjoys traveling and belongs to two book clubs. Mrs. Dawn Townsend, welcome back. She has a MS, LPC, NCC, one of the leading licensed professional counselors in the state of Georgia and a national certified counselor. Dawn graduated with a 4.0 GPA from Mercer University, obtaining a master's of science and community counseling and graduated in the top 10 in her class, summa cum laude from Spelman College, receiving a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. Her knowledge is vast, having more than 15 years of clinical experience in working with children, adolescents, and adults from diverse populations. She currently, current, sorry, she currently works as a COO oh and Vice President of Hopeful Change, LLC. She's a psychotherapist in her group practice and a clinical compliance specialist and behavioral assessment and mental health evaluation manager for a local mental health agency. When she's not hard at work serving in the capacity of therapist, you'll find her serving her family and her surrounding communities. Mrs. Alana Avis is from Montreal, Quebec, and she was born to Trinidadian parents. She's an, a cybersecurity risk executive, entrepreneur, fitness enthusiast, who loves a good effortless fashion moment. She's currently building an e-commerce brand rooted in wellness, and I can't wait for that to be launched. <laughs> we wanna say welcome back to the African. <laughs> Mrs. Mawa Moshe Alain is Tanzanian. Like all the women who appear on this podcast, she wears multiple hats. She's a public health specialist who is currently serving as a senior. She got promotion, y'all. <laughs> Biostatistician at Pediatric Hospital Research Department. She also, she's also an African print designer who uses her passion for African print to change the narrative about Africa. Her work is available on YouTube under Ma Afri Styles. Ladies, welcome again to the Arts Basha. Yeah. video podcast you. it's an you. honor to have you all as usual you know monday has all of a sudden become my i said tuesday has all of a sudden become my favorite day of the week slip what i love about this podcast is that we have queens from all over the globe who pull up from different backgrounds you know different cultures and our issues are the same today we're talking about how to get unstuck in your life I love this topic. I'm all ears because I need help. And for that reason, we're taking a trip to Georgia and we're starting with the queen from Atlanta, Georgia by the name of Mrs. Dawn Thompson. I'm starting with you. Tell us, what are the symptoms that you need to look for when to, to, to even know if you're stuck in your life? Because sometimes people don't know when they get stuck. So please identify behavior and emotions associated with this feeling. I think I have some of them to be quite honest. <laughs> I think we've all been there a time or two, right? Yeah. Um, but I think like you just said, it's important to note that 
being stuck is something that we may not even really notice at first, right? These are feelings that often build slowly over time. And mm -hmm. eventually we start feeling less like we're working towards something and more like we're just kind of getting through our day to day, right? Mm -hmm. So some of the signs that could kind of tell us that we are stuck in a rut would be some of these things that I'm gonna mention. Now, this is not an all-inclusive list because this is a time podcast. So I just kind of wanted to throw a few things out there for us to be mindful of. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is every day seems the same, right? So if your daily activity is very monotonous and you're doing the same thing each and every day, you go to the same coffee shop, you talk to the same coworkers, you leave work at the same exact time, you know, it's just the same stuff, you might be stuck in a rut, right? Um, if you are feeling unfulfilled, it feels your life feels dull and boring. Like there is no excitement. There's nothing for you to look forward to. You're just kind of carrying on day to day with the same things, right? Um, you keep reminiscing about the past. Now, this is important, right? Because it's okay for us to have nostalgic moments, right? And we think about things that brought us happiness and things that were joyous in our past. But the problem becomes that if we're stuck in the past and we're stuck on reminiscing about things in the past, we're not living in our present moment. So that's a problem. If this is happening over and over again, it can be problematic for sure. If we are not taking our health and our well-being into consideration and making it a priority, Okay, so if we're noticing that something is wrong, we're gaining weight, we are noticing that we're more irritable, we are noticing that we're more tired. If all of these things are starting to come up and you're not making your health and your mental wellness a priority, this is a problem and this could lead to you feeling like you are stuck in a rut. Okay, um, I have a few more, but I think that's a good list for us to start with. I agree. What do you ladies think? <laughs> I agree. I think I'm scared. I identify with a lot of that because I am a I have very intimate experience with being stuck. Um for a number of years I was stuck. I my life was monotonous. I felt like I was just going through the motions every day. I remember waking up most mornings and saying to my husband just right next to me and I'm laying there and I'm saying I don't want to go to work today I want to quit every day like that was the mantra as soon as I opened my eyes mm -hmm. right that was just a very bleak time a dark place um and so I identified with that and now that I reflect on it what I was living with at the time was the burnout phenomenon right and that's really what happens when you remain stuck for a prolonged period of time you begin to experience signs and symptoms that are typical of burnout, which is essentially what you described, um, Dawn Townsend, that it's just your constant same thing, different day. <laughs> you feel like you feel helpless. You feel like there is no possibility for change. Right. You feel like, you know, there really is nothing to look forward to. And it, it just puts you in a deep, dark place. And even though this was happening to me professionally, and I thought that it was just my professional life that was being affected by this, huh, when I really took a close and honest look at myself and my life, I realized that this was affecting all aspects of my life. Don't so people, Dr. Ross. Yeah, people <laughs> feel that, you know, well, my, my, my job life sucks, my work life sucks, but everything else Next is fine, everything. so I guess mm -hmm. it's okay. I'll just mm -hmm. stay in this 
meaningless job, this job that is bringing me no joy, no satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it'll be okay, but that is far from the truth. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Do we have anybody else who wants to confess their sins before me? <laughs> <laughs> confession. I mean, I was right there, same exact situation, you know, with work, but it's very scary when you're in that position because that's all you know. So then, although you want to move forward, get unstuck, et cetera, then you're like, how do I do this? What's next? Especially for me in my career, that, that was my identity, this yeah. job, this position, yeah. these people. So it was, it, I mean, I ended up doing it, but it was years and I was not a good friend by any means at all during that time. I was like, mm. the, like what she said, I think everything is very cool and it's the same and normal, but post me getting out of that situation, my friends were like, no, 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 you, you, you weren't cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Dr. Raz, can you relate to that? <laughs> of course. I mean, a number of people have told me within recent times that I just seem so much lighter and brighter. I'm like, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> that I actually want to go out more. I want to interact with people more. I want to socialize more. I like this you better and I've known all of yeah, you all too. your life. Like I am like, you, you, I used to feel as though I had you popping. Now you have me popping, right? Like, yeah. I like myself more and yeah. that's where it starts. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear what an African has to say about this because she's always very bubbly. No, I can totally relate. I'm thinking, I'm trying to see, okay, how much time do we have? Because I have so many instances. Um, I'll tell you of the latest one, which I was, I think when I reflect, I was the proudest of being able to come out of it. And um, that was uh, after having three children. So some bit of weight was just not coming out. And you know, when, you, when you're feeling like you're not feeling like yourself and, and it took some time, I didn't realize that was what was bothering me for the longest time. My youngest is six years old, so <laughs> it, it, which really took six years to get rid of that little bit. And that took like a month of changing my diet. And after that, I felt like a whole different person. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. After and this broadcast, please send that diet to us. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was kind of, uh, I think my, my experience always been very extreme and so it was like, okay, nothing is working. You know, you just have to fast, that go on like a month of juice fast. And everybody was so scared for me because they're thinking, oh my God, how are you going to survive? And I say one day at a time, you know, I really need to do this because I'm not feeling like myself. And of course I went one day at a time and sure enough, I survived it. <laughs> it was the best thing. And then the, I think my lesson from it, it was my family was watching me. So my children learned from it. My um, other family members after that, they were like, oh my gosh, let me try and do and modify however much I wanna do. And so even it inspired others. So that's why I'm really excited that when we get unstuck in certain moments, mm. like what you were sharing, Basha, like people observe us and they see the progress from where we were to the new us. So that yeah. was really exciting. Yeah. And what about you, Dr. Williams? Can you identify with being stuck? I, can, I think I absolutely can. So um, I recently, um, I kind of always had this, this thing that happened to me that I didn't really talk about because it was just, I don't know, I didn't feel comfortable talking it out. It's just like Sunday night, like 
right before I went to bed, um, I would just get all of these like thoughts and it would be so hard for me to rest. And like Sunday is supposed to be the, the day of rest. And mm-hmm. like my mind would just be, you know, going a hundred miles an hour and I would just be anxious about the upcoming week. And so only until recently did I like come across an article and there's like a name for it. It's called the Sunday scaries. Well, (laughs) I knew that there was something kind of going on and that I needed to make a change when it was like during those times that it's like worse. So like instead of just Sunday night, it like um, kind of like Sunday afternoon. And so it made it so that I couldn't enjoy my Sunday because I was anxious about the week ahead and what was going to happen and things like that. And so once I kind of identified it or my husband helped me to identify it because you know, my, my mood was not the same. Um, and you know, I made a few changes and it's still something that, you know, happens to me because it happened for so long that I, you know, just thought it was like a, a normal part of, you know, Sunday night. But what it has taught me is that like when it's particularly bad that I need to kind of check into like what's going on, why do I have all this anxiety and, and to try to, to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate you all sharing. I mean, I think it's, we've been so conditioned to believe that we must keep a, 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 a wonderful, a stiff upper lip, you know, that's, that for those of us with British orientation, you know, that was properly handed down to us as women, you know, as women, you need to get yourself together, make sure you powder and rouge and look cute and zip it. Right. Um, and we don't realize how that transcends for all of us. And I'm talking from personal experience because I've been stuck many times. I mean, for somebody who's been through some of the traumas that I've been through from breast cancer to autism, still dealing with autism with our son. I think that got me stuck the most because breast cancer, I didn't see it as something to hold me back. But the devil is a liar. And when he tried with my child, I saw it as something that would hold me back, you know, and that got me stuck for many years. As much as, you know, in the public eye, I was doing stuff because I have to do stuff. But was I doing the stuff I wanted to do? Was I my authentic self? No, I, I wasn't. And most of all, um, before I go on, I, um, in fact, I will go on. I will, I will ask this question because it's one thing to know that we've all experienced it. But I want to go back to Dawn Chowson to talk about the common reasons women get stuck in their lives. I mean, I know some of mine, but I think it's important that we ask the why so that women out there listening on this podcast right now watching um, can identify if they are going through this. Because if I'm to be honest, I didn't realize I was stuck initially. I thought I was having a bad day. I thought it might have been my husband being ir- irritating or my children being irritating or somebody else being irritated. It, it, I didn't come to m- me first being the person, you know, it was the things on the outside before I got very honest with myself. Mm-hmm. So Don Thompson, tell us common reasons women get stuck in their lives. Yeah, and I, I, I think you made a very valid point in what you just said. I, I think first and foremost, it's necessary for us to 
realize that we're even stuck in the first place, right? So before we can go on and identify what those things are, we have to be um, aware of the fact that we're stuck. And I think um, a big problem for women is that we kind of minimize our stuckness, if you will, mm-hmm. even though that's mm-hmm. not really a word. I like that word though for this platform. We own in that uh, yes. stuckness. <laughs> stuckness, right? And it's counterproductive for us to really make a change. So that's important. And I call this person, you need a person in your life that constitutes as a mirror. And I don't mean a mirror like for yourself to see yourself, but I mean a mirror, a person that you trust, a person that you love, a person Mm -hmm. that you can believe what they're saying to you is honest and valid information Mm -hmm. to give you that feedback. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in addition to the things that I've just stated, I think the number one thing is that we put everyone else before ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't take the time that we need to take for ourselves. And self-compassion is one of the best things that you can do for your mental wellness, right? Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to take a self-assessment. You know, how well are we sleeping at night? How well are we eating? Um, How much time are we spending engaged in our social relationships? People that feed back into us, our spirit, socially, emotionally, um, physically, what those things look like for us Um, because that's important to have physical wellness along with your mental wellness right because they go they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. i also think perfectionism holds us back and it keeps us stuck because as women i am so guilty of this i Mm -hmm. have been fighting perfectionism all of my life and i I have everybody here i think so (laughs) i think so um and it kind of bleeds into all areas of my life right if i'm being totally honest Mm -hmm. um but it is very difficult to sustain what that looks like over time so it's important to kind of give focus to completing a task instead of focusing on it being perfect knowing that you put your best effort and your best foot forward to doing what it is that you were attempting to accomplish instead of it just being about perfectionism. And I think another thing that kind of keeps us stuck is having the same routines, right? Like I was kind of speaking about earlier, we we kind of go through this monotonous routine of doing the same things with the same people all the time. So it's important to start and strike up new conversations with people that you may not regularly talk to, you know, speak to a different coworker at work or speak to a different person in the park that you may have never seen before that's playing with your, your daughter or your son at the park. Um, it's important for us to kind of change those behaviors. Um, In the same effort, trying something different and trying something new. Sometimes we get so stuck on not learning new things and Mm -hmm. just consistently doing the same things over that we know that we like, but we're kind of scared to try something new. So that's also important. And being spontaneous can also go along with those. You know, (laughs) doing something that you wouldn't necessarily typically do, but it's uh, the spontaneity is getting you out of that typical routine. And that can keep you from being in a rut. The last thing I want to say is spending time outdoors. There has been a lot of research that is related to um, how the outdoors benefits our mental wellness, um, not just because we're getting direct um, sunlight and vitamin D from the sun, but also because um, research has discovered that being in nature has a positive impact on our brain. Right. So from one study, um, it found that taking a walk outside reduced the self-referential rumination, which is a behavior that can increase um, 
symptoms of depression. And basically self-referential means the cognitive process of which we take information from our external world and give it back to ourselves, right? And then rumination, most people know that it's just the repetitive, distressful thoughts that we kind of repeat in our mind over and over. And these are symptomatic of depression. So there are levels to these things, right? So, and there are severity levels to these things. So some of these things are just basic things that we're stuck in a rut. But if you're noticing that things are being pervasive and they're happening over long periods of time and for the, the frequency is increasing and it's happening over a consistent period of time, you know, it's it's time to talk to a, a professional. And, and I so endorse that. I mean, we, we were raised, and I wanna go back to perfectionism. All right, ladies, um, because uh, this was so startling to me. I, I I didn't really connect the dots, but I was reading, um, I don't remember, Radical Awakening by Dr. Shefali, the, the recent book, which I love. And she talks about where perfectionism comes from in women, because in childhood, we're so afraid of being punished. So our brain connects punishments. Like if if I'm perfect, I won't be punished. Right. And and if I'm being honest, when I when I reflect on my upbringing, punishment is not necessarily or only, in my opinion, um, flogging. It's also ridicule. It's also just anything that threatens your emotional and psychological. And if you feel as though that's not that that's trauma for you or you're afraid of it as a child. And I feel I know for sure that when I heard that, that that's where my love affair with perfectionism started. I wanted to be so perfect that I wouldn't be ridiculed or I, I wouldn't be, they wouldn't say a bad thing about me or they would beat me or, yes. well, listen, people are always gonna find something bad to say about you, even exactly. when you think you are perfect. So I found that out the hard way as well. You know, right. I don't know if you agree with that, um, counselor, if, if you, uh, in agreement with that bit of information shared in that book that I read, but I, I felt a connection with those words, and mm -hmm. I'd go back to you, and then of course go to the other ladies to see if they can identify. Yeah, I think absolutely. In short, I mean, clearly it's it's something that is kind of ingrained in us, um, mm -hmm. and like you were saying, that it keeps us from being berated. It keeps yeah. us from being. Um, punished or ridiculed, and it keeps us from having to suffer consequences that could possibly come from not being perfect. So, mm -hmm. absolutely. Wow. Um, Alana Avis, um, can you associate with the link with perfectionism and punishment? Uh, not really. I don't, I don't, um, I guess because of my upbringing, honestly, Correct. my parents, yeah. they, what I will tell you was never about being perfect, but my parents really instilled or ingrained with me, which might translate into where it was, is everything is, I'm going to use a non-word, fixable, right? Okay. So if, mm. For my parents, basically, there was nothing that could not be fixed, Done. changed, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess in that respect, it's perfectionism. But for me, it's always a, every time something happens that to me seems unsurmountable or it's problematic. You know, I talked to my parents and I'm like, what's the problem? You can fix it as good. Just do it. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, so that is a little bit of, I think that's different bit. from perfection though. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, you know, so perhaps you don't have that particular issue as much as others would, you know. Um, Dr. Williams, can you associate with that? Did, did, did you, do you, can you make a link between upbringing and your desire yeah. to be a perfectionist? Yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, and and maybe it's there's an aspect of, of that being a cultural thing, mm -hmm. um, kind of the the seeking of perfection, and um, I'm always being reminded and um, to and have to remind myself to kind of do a little bit more about enjoying the process of like doing everything, like even if it's like motherhood as opposed to trying to get it right because it's actually impossible to get it right like there is no right answer no. um to just kind of enjoy it as you're you're going along and to be present but you know in your mind especially you know just depending on what kind of person you are you're just a cousin to there being an answer for something mm -hmm. and sometimes mm -hmm. there's just no answer sometimes if you do a <laughs> it's the right thing and sometimes if you do b it's still the right thing. It, it yeah. varies from kid to kid. And so um, that's one of the things that, um, you know, motherhood has kind of helped me understand is that for some things there, there just isn't a right answer. And I'm so accustomed to, to say, no, there's a way to do this. Like, <laughs> there's, there are books that I can read there, you know, and there are, and it's kind of help guide you. But as far yeah. as, as doing it perfectly, no one, no one does. Yeah, and, and I want to make a point because when I talk about upbringing, it's not like, it's not directed to our actual parents. It's it's direct because somebody raised them to, <laughs> you know, it's, it's directed to the fact that we have to analyze what no longer works for us as parents and 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 what wasn't good enough for us as children. And, and it's just a matter of making that change because if you are a human being who feel that, everything you have experienced has not had an impact on the way your mind works. So, you know, then you might be special because everybody's um, experience prior has led to now, <laughs> you know, and the, 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 when we have the ability to, to be honest about that and to face that and to, we become better, not worse, you know? So I just wanted to touch on, I don't know if any one of the ladies wanted to say anything quick before I move on to the other topic regarding perfectionism. Dr. Ross, that smile tells me that you have something to say. No, I know nothing about that. That doesn't relate to me at all. I've never <laughs> had to deal with that issue. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I mean, that was me. That was yeah. my life. Yeah. Okay, so, and, and for me, the motivation was praise. Okay, mm. gotcha. Not, yeah. Right? So yes. it wasn't necessarily avoiding punishment, but it was right. seeking praise and I'm validation. I'm glad you raised that because I never thought about that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because the more, That's the better true. I performed at a task, mm -hmm. whether it was at home or at school or anywhere, yeah. the more I was celebrated. Nice. And so I, I kind of became a junkie, like a, a praise junkie, just constantly seeking sure. that. Yeah. And wow. um, the problem with that, I realized later on, was that you end up, when you live like that, you kind of end up living other people's lives. Mm. Mm. Preach. Because, yeah, because then they place, a, you know, expectations on you yeah. that you probably wouldn't have placed on yourself yeah. if you had the opportunity to kind of do your own thing and explore your own interests and do the things that you enjoy doing. Yeah. And, and so that too, you know, later on in life, 
can really lead to a rut. Breakdown. And a dark place. Yeah, I'm glad you raised that, that because I didn't even think about that. Yeah, go ahead, Alana. No, Avis. I was going to say that's very true because you asked me about perfection, but when she explains that situation, I mean, I've been in corporate America since 17 years old. Yeah. So my, uh, the the sense of perfectionism want to be perfect was really in the workplace career wise my yeah. my thing and i was became a praise junkie basically yeah. right i like so, that too you see yeah. how my queens are bright oh my it's, god it's very true like you just <laughs> okay. get and you're really satisfying other yeah. people's desires want needs for the most part you know what so I mean? you end up living for them because you just want that yeah. next praise that you know <laughs> is that the championship ring? <laughs> like, yeah. You just you just go into a team because you yeah. won the championship ring. Yeah, but Aline, do you have anything you want to add to that before I move on? Uh, all I can say, all this information is gold, gold, gold. Gold. I, I wish I had learned all these things before, mm -hmm. and I can totally re relate to the praise part, the yeah. affirmation part. Yeah. You know, and 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 the upbringing that you were mentioning, yeah. avoidance. You yeah. know, avoidance. And the sad part for me is like, it's like sometimes when I start to see glimpses of that in my children, mm. because I'm trying to break those chains mm -hmm. so that it doesn't transfer over, I address them because I, I know what that feels like to be, you know, seeking and getting stuck in the end when you don't receive that praise. <laughs> you know, or affirmations, to yeah. be able to, to self, to almost like self-regulate instead of feeding from other people. Yeah. So. And this is why I tell people that they need to listen and watch this platform because where my queens pull up with facts and vulnerability and authenticity, yeah. it don't get better than this because we walk away learning from each other every week. And I hear from listeners and viewers, who adore you guys and, and and they share. Some of them, they make comments, but others, they message me directly because we always bring 100 to the Ask Basha video podcast. Let's move on. Um, there's so much more I could say about that, but I endorse everything that, that you've said so far. Um, I feel as though we were raised, just to continue on a bringing, I feel as though we were raised to get stuck for the, for the reasons mentioned as women, when we are, we were not encouraged to do what we love. So that that's another part yeah. that 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 I can identify with, right? Um, I think if you were someone who it, it just so happened you always wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, then that's fine. You're not going to experience the what some of us have experienced. But in my time, where I came from, which was not too long ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, if you did not tell your parents or your guardians that you wanted one of those boxes, doctor, lawyer, then you are essentially a dunce. Like, life, you, you would swear that nobody else contributed to the economy. Like, you know, like, who would be in the hospital besides the doctors who, you know, who, who would be in the police force? Who's going to guard you? Who's going to do you? If you did not fall into that framework, you had no ambition. That is not the case now, but I'm telling you, back then, where I came from, it was kind of like that. And recently, I saw someone saying this on TikTok, and that's what I love about TikTok. It's so inspirational for the most part. And I take what I want out of it. And this guy was speaking, and he said something like this. I'm, I'm just summer, um, summing it up. He says, stop focusing um, 
on what your career will pay you and start focusing mm. on the joy and fulfillment it will bring you. And I felt so understood for a moment. Mm. You know, I feel career-wise, many of us get stuck because we're trying to fit into a box that was not made for us. You know, um, in Dr. Ross's case, she alluded to following praise, you know, getting addicted to praise. Um, so she could have ended up in a box that was made for her. Some of us are born entertainers. So we have no business working in the bank. You know, we, we want instant financial gratification. Um, and we want to please a parent or a spouse. The answer will surely be no. You know, even if you are not good at a sport, even, you, you cannot become a professional athlete unless you really really work hard i you know i like to liken the experience of athletes people see athletes when they make it they mm. don't realize that athletes work for at least 19 years yeah. before they make it we only know about serena williams and they when they make it money but nobody was paying attention to when richard had that on the tennis court when they were broke and mm. I, I remember when I just met my husband, he said to me, I was so fascinated by his idea of a career. And I said, do you feel as though you work? And he said, no. I said, and many years later, I got it because he worked for 19 years. Well, more, yeah, he's been playing cricket for like about two or three, right? Mm -hmm. For his reward. And I'm like, look how many of us, we want to make money. We're not, we're not thinking about fulfillment and joy. Mm -hmm. And I said, so did you re realize that this sport will eventually pay you a lot of money? He said, I wasn't thinking about that. I wanted to just play cricket. I said, so from when you, because I'm fascinated being raised a different way. I said, so when you were in school, you were just thinking that you want to get out of class to go play cricket. When I talk to our football friends who are football professionals, guys like Stern, John and all them, they say the same thing. Mm -hmm. They weren't thinking about money and, and they were thinking about the joy of playing the sport. Right. My point is if we were to think of the joy of playing the sport of life, mm -hmm. a lot of us would end up getting our rewards because we put our passion and our heart and soul into it. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what made me start this podcast. I wanted to change and reprogram women. I wanted us to start to put our heart and soul into living and being happy and, and clearing up our mess. Mm -hmm. And when we switch and we reprogram, that's when the magic happens. So I wanna mm -hmm. ask every one of you ladies, starting with my Ali, let's go to Africa and come back. <laughs> Are you doing what you love? Wow. And I want facts. I don't want to. Mm, yeah. mm. Don't waste my time today. <laughs> I will not. Okay. I, will tell you, I will tell you this. I feel, to be honest, that um, where I am, I love maths, but I also love African fashion. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing. I believe God is directing my path, mm -hmm. and I'll be very honest with that but it seems like the opportunities that are open up are within these two things that i enjoy the most mm -hmm. so so far i am loving what i'm doing and um i am learning not to get stuck because i learned that lesson i was stuck before in what i was doing mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And I'm loving the, the ability to switch from what I'm doing during the day to what I'm doing in the evening, because that becomes, ah, I can just, you know, put all these ideas in my mind mm -hmm. about designs and what not to, what to do. And, and the greatest joy, I'll share this because I, I think it's just a blessing, is that I'm able to involve my six-year-old who just gets excited mm. about what I'm doing in my Afristas. So I said, hey, this is amazing. So yeah. I know for now where I am, I am loving everything. Okay, good for you. And that's excellent to hear. Dawn Thompson, do you like what you do? I'm sure your job is very hard. You suck up a lot of our mess. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do suck up a lot of mess, um, mm -hmm. but I love what I do. I, I wholeheartedly love what I do. And mm -hmm. I honestly feel like um, the Lord has given me a purpose um, mm -hmm. and it brings me a passion and a focus to help people in ways that otherwise they wouldn't have been helped. Um, mm -hmm. I think likewise, anonymously, um, I have a passion for my husband. And I mean that in the best way possible because my husband brings out the best in me. So mm -hmm. um, when we're working nice. together, because we, we have a business together and when yeah. we are together, that's when I feel my best self. That's when I feel nice. like I am the safest. Mm -hmm. That's when I feel nice. like I can really give my most creative self my, um, my best foot forward. So I'm looking forward to a, us getting back to there was a time to where we worked together all day long um mm -hmm. obviously before we had children um yeah, yeah. but uh, we are getting to a stage to where we are getting back to a place that we are able to spend more time working together throughout the day so yeah. that's I'm wonderful and looking forward to that so time. you are on that path that that you want to be on yeah um alana avis my favorite canadian um i'm i'll be honest i'm not quite happy where i am i've been transitioning over the last three or four years yeah. so i'm kind of a little bit in the middle i'm happy on where i'm headed right. so um but i'm quite not there yet yeah <laughs> so you wouldn't define yourself as being stuck right now you are on a journey your journey has begun. I'm on a journey. I'm definitely not stuck on, on a journey indeed. So mm -hmm. just a little bit of more perspective on that is mm -hmm. I'm coming from, again, corporate America, running large teams. So mm -hmm. it was really, and although I'm in cybersecurity, it was more about the team camaraderie, mm -hmm. running teams, having relationships, etc. So now that I've moved into another phase, although I am still in the IT world, doing an e-commerce brand, what I'm lacking, what I'm missing right now is that team, that yeah. camaraderie, those relationships, because that's one of the things that I enjoy the most mm -hmm. about working. Although I can do things by myself, mm -hmm. I do like building up teams and people and seeing people grow along with myself. So I'm just trying to work that part out. Yes. Um, you know, and that comes with being kind of like an entrepreneur, which is very tough. Yeah. Uh, so soon. So we come. We got you, we got so you Queen. What about you, Dr. Williams? Do you love what you're doing? I do love what I do in uh, industry. I love the creative aspect. I love the interacting with patients aspect. Um, one thing that has not come easily for me is the business 
ownership aspect. It's actually, <laughs> it's like a completely different hat. So, um, you know, kind of going back and forth between the two, it, it becomes apparent, like, which one I'm, I'm better at and which one I have to work at. So, um, yes, I love dentistry. I don't always love being a, a business owner. Okay. I got you. And Dr. Russ, um, do you love what you do now? I love what I do now. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have been able to create a nice hybrid profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I declared when I was six years old, hmm. when I was six years old, I told my mom, I was going to be a singing doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, so the singing part wasn't really acknowledged yeah not not really right. celebrated not not yeah that was kind of ignored that that i could do on the side when i had some free time focused <laughs> yeah. with medicine getting mm -hmm. into medical school and becoming a physician mm -hmm. fine that's also that was part of the vision so that was okay but i realized later on that i had to incorporate the singing as well that was the goal at six years old that was when i clearly was really very much in touch with myself mm -hmm. And so that's what I've managed to do. And it has made all the difference. I yeah. really believe that I'm making significant strides mm -hmm. along the right path. Wonderful. That's great. And, and because- I need the hybrid. I need yes. the hybrid. I think I was gonna say most of us need the hybrid, to be yeah. honest. If and when you get to a certain stage, you know, as a professional woman, after having kids, or even if you don't have any, you need a hybrid approach. Um, for me, the hybrid has always really been my thing, you know, post-corporate world in the Caribbean. Um, unlike Dr. Williams, I love entrepreneurship. It, that's my thing. I love starting businesses. I'll start five for you. Like this, <laughs> that's, that's because that's what I know. I mean, I have an MBA. I, that's my brain. That's all, but I don't like managing people. You see? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be good at the startups, and I was like, I'll be like, hey, that's yours, you know? Um, so for me, but I feel every now and then I get stuck still. And that's simply because I have had to make choices for me that are not necessarily the norm for others like our choice of having our son do homeschooling as a kid with autism mm -hmm. because i realized that this is a different type of dynamics this is what works for our family so i've had to constantly be brave enough to make different choices in order not to be stuck I, i'm not sure if i'm making sense mm -hmm. to the entire pan panel and mm -hmm. i've had to learn to be brave enough to be my best advocate mm -hmm. so that I would avoid being stuck continuously. You know, that training again, where you, you, you keep, you keep a stiff upper lip or you just don't say anything because you don't want to mess with anybody's feelings. You don't want to, but then you end up, your so, needs are not addressed. You have to be your right. best advocate. You have to say what you need and, and and believe that you just make you just might get that and we're running out of time because we have some other things to do but i wanted to talk about quickly the role that therapy plays and remind our listeners and our viewers that 
if anything that we're saying, and I'm sure we're not the only woman in this whole wide world going through being stuck, come on now, you know, it can't be six of us alone. So if you have a seven or eight or a million out there, I want to urge you to get professional help because that really helped me. You know, I have to get professional help um, over the years and more so during the pandemic, because if you want to tell me some of y'all never got stuck during this pandemic, well, good for yeah. you. <laughs> Give yourself a round of applause because I got stuck. I was like, shit, is this world gonna end or something? Like, what's up in the, you know? And ev because I was so restricted and I don't do well as an entrepreneur, most entrepreneurs, people who are business minded and risk takers and so on, don't do well with confinement. And so everything I repressed came bubbling up to say, hi, how you doing? You know? And therapy helped. You know, therapy helps when you're stuck. It really, really helps. You know, I'm a big fan of therapy. If you can't figure it out, somebody else can figure it out for you. Um, I also wanted to ask our therapist, Don Townsend, quickly to help people understand the power in realizing that, okay, if you're stuck in your life, I think people who become unstuck quickly in record time, and I want to say, like, I want you to tell me if you agree with this, are people who understand the healing power of vulnerability. Um, because I consider that to be one of the best forms of communication, not a weakness, but a powerful strength. Um, it's, it's just like, you know, how we grow on the outside. We have to grow on the inside. And if vulnerability is absent, in my humble opinion, there's no growth. So when you have the ability to be vulnerable, authentic, I think you are truly able to have an honest discussion with yourself to work through these kinds of issues because nothing is wrong with getting stuck. That's not what we're saying. Nothing is wrong with it. We're saying if these are all accomplished women on this panel and other places and they can get stuck and still ask for help, mm -hmm. it's important that you choose to be vulnerable and find the help you need if you're going through something like this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and more, you know, I think what prevents a lot of people um, from being vulnerable is the cruel society and cultures from which we've all come, where people are so dismissive of vulnerability mm -hmm. and, and of authenticity. When they, they, you know, everybody wants you to powder and rouge, look perfect, suck it up. Don't talk about that. that don't tell people your business. Those are the kinds of sentiments that we've become so accustomed to. And the good news is that people already know your business, okay? They know your business more than you. So if you're stopping from, you know, if that's stopping you from finding professional help so you become better, you know, I had to say to somebody recently, going to therapy don't mean that you're weak or that you're stupid or any of the above. If you, if you understand self-improvement, then you would process therapy accordingly. It means that you're getting better. Just like how you stop at the gas station to get some gas, or you go get an oil change, you know, and doing a regular check-in with yourself, with somebody else who has the ability to crack you open and ask you pertinent questions, actually helps you to either become unstuck or prevent you from getting stuck too many times. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I think um, with that too, Basha, and what you're saying about being vulnerable, I think so often we get stuck on focusing on our enemies, right? That we lose sight and we forget about our inner me's, In right? me. the nice. things that we battle with inside ourselves. Yeah. So it becomes important to really take time to focus on what those things are so that you yeah. can heal from the inside out. Nice way to yes. end this part of our segment out. Let's deal with our enemies. Wow, powerful. That's why she's the best. Ladies, you know, I just want to remind our viewers very quickly where my queens pulled up from today. Alana Avis, where you at? Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Sidal Ross, where you at? The Garden State, New Jersey. Dr. Williams, where are you at? Charlotte, North Carolina. I was there, but actually I was in Raleigh this weekend. Uh, Dawn Townsend, where are you at? Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. And Maua Moshe Alain, where are you at? Sunshine State, Tampa, Florida. <laughs> oh, you show up, girl, you show up. And all these ladies are on social media. Their Instagram handles will be in the body of the article associated with this, this broadcast. You can go follow them. They are amazing. We have one, we have a few minutes for a wild card. I'm going to go to oh, Dr. Sadal Russ. We need a wild card topic. Talk, talk. Tell me, just tell me what's on Ooh, your mind today, um, Queen. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we've heard a lot, I'm sure, recently about what's been happening on flights and just the disgraceful <sighs> behavior right, mm. being displayed by passengers. I remember in, in Trinidad growing up, one of my teachers used to call that obstreperous behavior. <laughs> um, just awful, completely awful. Yeah. And I really just want to say to our flight attendants out there, you know, mm. the, fo the folks who take such good care of us when we travel. It's a stressful um, time for them. That we, I see you. And we see you. I, I pray that you stay strong, healthy, stay safe. You know, mm -hmm. pray that um, this gets better soon, very yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. It's really tough on flight attendants right yeah. now. And it's, yes. they say that it's you know behavior. It's gotten worse, right? Especially mm -hmm. with sure. in the in the midst of the mask mandate, oh. that has made yeah. things worse. Yeah. Because they have confrontations, which just choose to disobey the rules. Yeah. And um, and it certainly you know can threaten their their lives even it's dangerous yeah it's becoming really dangerous. the lives of so, everyone on the plane yeah, yeah absolutely so get we some help you. people get some help you know we mental health we see it's you. a crazy good time. vibes good vibes and positive energy yeah they're, they're sending them. so to our flight attendants on every airline all around the world we're, we're sending you love positive energy yeah. some of us really appreciate what you do yes. you know absolutely. um you know, ladies, it's always a good time when we get together. All good things come to an end. I, I really, really, you know, people, when we put these ads out, they think I'm, I'm kidding. But if they only know the chemistry we have, chemistry that wasn't here before now, that all these women pull up from all over and we just have a good time, you know, I'm grateful for it. And I thank you all for always coming with your A game and with your authentic, vulnerable self. But we gotta go because all good things must come to an end. And this is the reason we created this, this podcast to bring outstanding women together from around the world. It's a revolution. I wanna leave you with this. If you're currently feeling like you are stuck in your life, then you have to ask yourself if you like what you're doing 
or who you're doing it with. When you are able to come up with an honest answer, then you can do something about it. You'll never get stuck somewhere you don't want to be or with someone you don't want to be with. Mm. A square will most certainly get stuck in a hole. Sometimes we get stuck and that's okay. When we stay stuck, then that is a bigger issue. Mm. And it may be time for some professional help. Authenticity brings happiness. So do you. Remember to be careful what you say about each other because it takes one to know one. And to quote my darling son, Russ, ladies, you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that happiness heals. I'll see you guys. Oh, we, we have a hiatus next week because, you know, a girl needs a break. Yeah? <laughs> but we'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs>